0: Do you ever find it hard to talk about death or not sure what to really say when somebody you know has had somebody they love pass away? It cannot always be an easy subject uh, to talk about or bring up. Uh, And so in this episode, I talked to my aunt, actually. She is a funeral celebrant and she has to talk about death very often uh, on a regular basis with a lot of people. Uh, that either she doesn't know or she does know so she walks us through of how to talk about death and gives us even some practical um tips of what to say and uh what not to say as well especially near the end she she shares a bit about that so hopefully you enjoy this episode and you find it helpful you want to know a fun fact
1: i <laughs> a fun fact you're i the, love fun facts. you're
0: the fir- you're the first woman on this podcast <laughs> am i yeah
1: and why is that you haven't had any other well, interesting people that are <laughs> women before? I feel honored.
0: <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, I guess the podcast originally was going to be just called Bros for Christ. Oh, okay. And then it was like going to be mostly me and Lick, my brother. Oh, yeah. But then it ended up being more of like the Disciples on a Mission podcast. But then the song we have also, is it says Bros for Christ. So I was thinking, well, I need to open this with like, because the intro cuts in with like Bros for Christ. But instead we're going to say sisters, and then it'll go. Bro, Sisters and. Sisters and bros. That's what i got to add to the song, I realize now. Because I'll probably have more women on the podcast.
1: Yes. Okay, well that would make sense. So, are you ready? I'm ready.
0: We're going to go sisters and, and then. Okay. That's it. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. Sisters and bros. <laughs> no, 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 no. You say sisters with me. Oh, you. <laughs> I say
1: sisters with you. Okay. I thought we are playing like a game. You start and I start. Okay. 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 One,
0: two, three. Sisters Sister and, and
1: bros. No. <laughs> do this. So we have to say sisters so, and bros together.
0: No no we don't even say bros. Oh, just sisters. We just okay. say sisters. Okay. And sisters and. and okay. Ready? Let's try it. Just practice. Okay. This is not for real. Okay. Sisters, sisters and. and bros for Christ. Burning the way. Living the gospel every day. We're just striving to practice dying. The greatest adventure. Well, let's talk about death.
1: (laughs) Let's talk about death. And, you know, this is not very often that we get an opportunity to talk about death in a positive way. Death has always been maybe such a scary subject. And yet we're all here for a purpose at this time, this place. And we never know when our day will come to go and meet Jesus. But if we can live our life with the goal of it being eternity it makes this life that much more exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. And I think like it is kind of a sad reality that it is not talked about too often. Or we don't, like, it's kind of, we're separated from even the process of death or our loved ones dying. Like, mm. it's either in a hospital or, uh, like, funeral homes take care of, even uh, embalming the body, taking care of the body. And so it's we're kind of separated from it in a lot of ways, I feel like now, especially my generation. Yes. And I think we need to talk about it more often. And that's something that you help people do, uh, and those who are e- either not in the church, and you officiate funerals.
1: That's what I do. I'm a, My role is called a, a funeral celebrant. Funeral and celebrant. I certainly still believe in the church and all the sacraments yeah. of the church. Uh, so what got
0: you into doing this?
1: Well, this was a calling. This is not something that I ever thought, gee, one day I'm going to be a funeral celebrant and talk about death. <laughs> yeah. This is all a calling and a ministry that God has called me to. So the short story is I had drank too much coffee one evening and I could not sleep. And at one thirty in the morning, the Lord put on my heart, go check out Funeral Celebrant on the computer. So off I went. That's so random. <laughs> checked out Funeral Celebrant on the computer and I was looking up exactly what it was because I wasn't even that sure what it was. Yeah. And I found an organization in the States called Insight uh, International and they train funeral celebrants, but they're based in the States. So the next morning, So first of all, I'll back up a little bit. So at 2.30 in the morning, because I did all this research online, I woke my husband up and said, I'm going to be a funeral celebrant. And he said, oh, really? Oh, good for you. We'll talk about it in the morning. And he rolled over and went to sleep. Um, He's always been very supportive of anything that the Lord has put on my heart to do. So that's always a blessing. I knew that I would have his support no matter what this meant. Mm -hmm, So I called the States the next morning and I said, will you be coming to Canada to do some training? Because I'm very interested in knowing uh, more about it and, and doing some of the training. And so she said, as a matter of fact, we have one place left, we're going to be in Calgary tomorrow, and it starts on Monday. I'm sorry, it starts on Monday, we have one place left. And so it was like, oh my goodness, this generally was meant to be that they were coming, you know, a four-hour drive from where I live, and I rearranged my schedule for the following week, and off I went to Calgary to do the training. And as I sat there, I knew in the deepest of my hearts that this is what I was meant to do Mm. for this stage of my life.
0: That's okay. This might be an obvious question, but what is death? What would you say death is?
1: Death is when we are no longer in our earthly bodies and we're joined with Christ in our unity with him. So the life that we've lived on earth will, all, will reflect the closeness that we have uh, to Jesus when we die. And also that we're not afraid to pass because we know where we're going. Hmm. And so why do you think it's important to talk about death? Well, because we plan for birthday parties and graduations (laughs) and, you know, anything that we can think of, we always look for an opportunity to celebrate. And as Christians, we do that, I think, better than other people, because we genuinely love to celebrate the milestones in people's lives. And so we, um, but we never talk about death and we never talk about what we would like, or our last days on earth to look like, or what this the final celebration could be. And it's as simple as, you know, discussing, okay, so I'm getting ready. I've got this lifelong journey. So we have to be ready all the time. And that happens through, you know, the sacraments, mass, the Holy Eucharist, prayer, uh, how we serve others. That's It's a lifelong process. Mm-hmm. But if we are doing that constantly in our lives, and it doesn't mean that we won't have good or bad days, of course we still do. But then... The end doesn't seem as scary when we know we're going to meet our creator.
0: Hmm. And this might be a tough question, but like when dealing with people who are outside of the church, mm-hmm. then how do, you, how do you either like lead them through this process and, and discuss it with them, even if they're like, whether they're not baptized or whether right. they're not Christians themselves and the reality of like the salvation issue. You know yeah. I mean?
1: Well, I use the word hope. Okay. so when I'm dealing with people who don't have a Christian background and I I do do services like that and they are more difficult for me personally to do. But I always ask, um, would you like some prayer or can we say a prayer during the service? Because that's what we do. We meet together. Mm -hmm. We plan the service. And it's very seldom that someone will say no or they'll say, I want a reflection. And I talk about reflections of hope and always ask if we could do the Lord's Prayer. Even if I get told, you know, they want a non-denominational service or they don't want any religion, I still always ask, and very seldom do people say no. Because I explain to them that the service is for the deceased, but it's really for the people that are there. And you might have people there who are part of the service, who are coming to honor him and to celebrate who he was, that that Lord's Prayer will have meaning for them.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of, that's got to be like it's a blessing that you're there for people in those moments and to have somebody of the faith, mm. uh, when th- it's just, it could seem like a, a despairing time. Yes. Cause for them, it's like if they don't believe in hope for eternal life, like what's kind of going through their minds when, when
1: I, it's really hard for them because for some people they think this is the end and there's a lot more sadness, overwhelming grief, Because just think about it, if you think it's the end, like there's nothing beyond death. Yeah, that's kind of depressing. It's very depressing. And that's where death can be really scary because it's like, I've lived my life, but like what for? Yeah. Yeah, if you don't have that.
0: It's got to be like a serious wake up moment for...
1: Well, I don't know if it is or if it isn't. I really trust the Holy Spirit when I meet with families, whether they believe or not, to give the right words and to... Be encouraging during their sad time, and obviously you have to be a very good listener i've heard i've been blessed to hear so many personal stories of the people that i've been been you know had the opportunity and privilege to journey with while we're preparing the service and then i I officiate the service as well, so I would meet with them for one or two hours ahead of time, then I would go home and you know depending what the family wants, either get some scriptures ready or some kind of reflection and I try to make it as personalized as I can so that for the people that are there, it really links who that person was, whether it's by songs or reflection, or I often have a takeaway of, um and by a takeaway i mean something to honor that person so for example if you know everyone usually has a little memory card so if the person was a reader i'll say take that memory card stick it in your bible or stick it in the book that you're reading and every time you move that memory card you're thinking of that person if they're they're a christian you can say you know you can say a prayer for them and if they're not you can just say, just think of them when you're moving that the memory card as a as through the book that you're reading hmm. And so, again, it's serving a purpose. The memory card is serving a purpose instead of just putting it away in a dresser drawer.
0: Yeah. So then what would you say are some of the best ways to approach the topic of death and talk about death, even with people who are not of the faith?
1: Well, the best way often is, you know, you go anywhere, and if people don't know what to do, for me... Uh, I'll just say that I'm a funeral somber, and most times they'll say, well, what does that mean? So I would explain it. For the yeah. for other people, like if you're just sitting down having coffee with someone, I mean, imagine if you just sit across the table like we're doing now and say, you know, Sharon, let's just talk about death as you're sitting at Starbucks. Yeah. The other person will be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but then again, you know, you can have some laughs, you can have some discussions, and um, some some probably very thought-provoking talks. When you're just Let's talk about death. Yeah.
0: That death has been like a huge part of my own, or just reflecting on death, yes. on my own journey. And uh, for a while, I would go to the graveyard every day. Okay. And I would, I would just walk there and pray a rosary. And just reflecting on, on my own death, on the lives that these people lived, and just how short life can be. Mm-hmm. It, it literally changes everything about life. When you come to the acceptance and reality of like, yeah, I'm going to die. Yes, And I, I have this amount of years. I don't know when I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. It could, could be shorter. But if I have this amount of time, how do I want to spend this? Who do I want to be? Uh, who do I want to become? What do I want to listen to? Who do I want to follow? And it, it aligns, like, I guess it gives you a, a trajectory mm-hmm. that you don't really have a choice about. Like, you're going to die. We're going to
1: die. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: And so it's been a huge part of it. Yeah. I mean, in my own uh, journey so far and in, in discerning the priesthood and uh, even the moments at funerals. Like, I find it to be such a, a, like, a sacred moment. But then you also see the, the difference between, uh, like, somebody who's alive and then being in the presence of a dead body. Mm. It totally, uh, for me, it's, it's really convinced me of the reality of the soul.
1: Yes, exactly. The reality of the soul. And, you know, I've been privileged to, pa- to be there when my dad passed and my younger sister mm. uh, died. And so that's why I really celebrate birthdays. Because often we celebrate birthdays without thinking of the gift that we had, number one, of being born, with all the stuff that's going on now with uh, abortions and, yeah. and babies that are being killed, that now it, it just comes to the forefront even more how important our birthdays are and yeah. the gift of life that our mothers and fathers have given us. And so, yes, I'm getting on in age, but I celebrate every birthday with gusto because you just don't know what's around the, bir- what's around the corner. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Hey, I just want to take a quick moment to tell you that for the month of all souls on Disciple on a Mission, there is Memento Mori uh, merch or clothing available. Uh, You can get it only up until the end of November, so over the course of the month of all souls, as we spend this time kind of reflecting on death and remembering our death. So if you'd like to go and get some of that Memento Mori clothing, you can go to discipleonamission.com. And uh, hopefully it inspires you in your walk with Jesus and your pilgrimage towards eternity. When a loved one leaves, like I haven't had too many people die in my life so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Pepe, I remember when he died. Yes. And that was, that was probably the, the person who was closest to me that, that has passed away in terms of like family right, members. Right, right. And then even with like you, because you having a younger sister die, mm-hmm. Louise, what was that kind of like being at her deathbed like that?
1: Well, I've grown a lot in my faith and I have grown a lot in... The, the gift that it was that I could be there because it's been twi- over 20 years now since she passed and so God is always stretching us and always making us grow and it was a sacred moment. Um, it was a sacred moment and I guess in all of those things it's helping me to do what I do now to honour the, the person who's deceased and when she passed she kept talking about I'm going home and I wasn't I didn't know what I know now. Yeah. And so in my head, I, I'm thinking, well, maybe we'll have a miracle and you'll be able to go back home. But I'm, you know, I'm talking about her bricks and mortar house, yeah. not her house in heaven. And the day she passed was a very special day because her husband um, had been doing the um, the RCIA course. And so she was in her hospital bed yeah. and the family all gathered together. And he received his first communion and his confirmation. She received... Um, the some of the last rites. And so it was, a, it was a very special moment on that day that there was 27 of us in her hospital room mm. to have the sacraments be happening there. So the family all left. And then I was by myself with her and we just chatted like normal. She had a little bit of trouble breathing, but she kept saying, I just feel like I'm going home. And wow. now, I mean, I've learned that I've learned that. And she just had
0: that sense of like, this is,
1: she just had that sense that this was going to be the end and God graced her because of course you never want to be in the present of your little children. They were, who were very young at the time. They were, you know, preschool children. And so it's, uh, she left. I mean, the family left and I stayed with her for about 45 minutes and then she took her last breath and it it was like, I'm talking to you now. She breathed and she was gone and it takes a moment. It takes several moments for it to register in your brain yeah, that she's not way. here anymore. Like she's actually gone. Wow! So I sat, I sat there in awe and I prayed and I was just silent because I was numb. I was numb for a yeah. bit because you don't know. It was my first experience because she passed before my dad did yeah. of being some, with someone. And so as I sat there, I reflected and prayed and knew that she was out of pain from the cancer that she had experienced. Hmm. And grateful. Grateful, grateful for who she had been, how strong she had been, and knew where she was going.
0: Yeah. Mm. Wow. And then, like, that can be a hard thing, going to funerals, or even if somebody in our family dies, or somebody, our friends, uh, friends of ours have a loved one who passed away. How do we, like, either journey with them, or at least somewhat be a support, or what do we say in those kind of moments? Because sometimes it can be awkward, to like, I'm sorry if you're lost, and you yes. just... Like, so far, in my experience is, like, you express that, your are sorrow for them, and then you, you just kind of be present to them and be there, and, uh, like, there's not much to say. No, and I think you, you
1: hit the, the target word there
0: is present. We can be present
1: without talking. Yeah. And for me, I quite enjoy conversation back and forth, and so that's been a, a lesson that I've had to learn, to just be still. Yeah, you just sit and, with them. And just sit with them or like a hug and it just, yeah. And <laughs> just be, and be present. And so I, there are some things that you, that are more encouraged to say when, when you're talking to someone in grief and some things that you probably shouldn't say okay. just because words are powerful and we're all vulnerable during those times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what you've just mentioned already, I'm sorry for your loss. That's, that's a common one. I wish I had the right words, but I don't just know that I care. Okay. So you're talking about inner kind of feelings. And so, and sometimes we tend to say, oh, yeah, you know, for myself, my sister passed away. I know how you feel. No, we don't know how another person feels. Mm-hmm. So the best thing to do in those circumstances was, I don't know how you feel, but know that I'm here for you mm-hmm. because we can never really know what another person feels. And yes, we've you know, experienced all of us grief to one extent or another. And the worst thing to do is say, oh, I remember when, and this is what worked, and this is what they did, and whatever. Right now, you have to focus on what that person is feeling and let them feel that, mm-hmm. whether it's tears, whether it's grief, whether it's, um, you know, I, I um, went to visit some friends, and the parents had just been killed in a car accident. Oh my. And so, I sat in the laundry room, on the cupboard, in the laundry room, like a little cupboard, while she ironed. Well, that would be the last thing that I personally would do if somebody that I loved passed away, but she needed to keep busy. So I sat in the laundry room while she ironed and we talked about her parents. Mm. And so people grieve in different ways. And so the words that you say to them have to kind of be um, caring and yet um, comforting. So, you know, give a hug, like you said earlier. Um, And, you know, I'm up early or I'm up late. Just give me a call. And then be specific about how you can help them. Like show up, clean out their fridge, bring some food, you know, do the laundry, line up the shoes at the entrance, just something tangible, especially if it's a grief that's not expected Mm. to just be there. And often people say, well, I don't know what to say. The words are not important. And what's important is not to say sort of the wrong thing. Like if it was an elderly person, oh, well, at least she lived a long life. So many people die young. It doesn't matter whether... The age of the person doesn't matter when they're elderly, either or whether they're young, but especially an elderly person, there's still the same amount of grief. Yeah. And even if you know and you're preparing to say goodbye, it's always still the sad thing. Mm. or he's in a better place. Uh, there's a reason for everything. Nobody wants to hear that. Right, during that a, Yeah, during the moment, there's a reason for everything. That doesn't help the grief process at all. Um, aren't you over him yet? You know, this person's been dead now for a while. Aren't you over it? You never get over grief. Grief becomes a new part of who you are.
0: And you just kind of walk with it? You walk
1: with it. You grow with it. You let go of it. It comes back. You let go of it again. And it, it's a process that you never forget. Like it just, you are changed by the process of grief. You will never be the same. Hmm. Because a part of the person that you loved is no longer there. So you, we have to readjust. We have to readjust how we feel.
0: And how do you, how do you grieve well then? And you, just you have kinda, to go with your feelings. You just let it go? You
1: have to let it go. And you but know, then how do
0: you not like get sucked into like either making bad decisions or acting according to your feelings? Because we can all feel certain things, but yeah. like, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And sometimes the feelings from my, from the experience of people that I've spoken to can get so overwhelming that you can't get out of bed. And that's where we have grief counselors that can help because there is help available and sometimes people don't get the help they need. Yeah. You know, we we get help for, you know, sore backs and our teeth and whatever whatever. There is help that there are grief counselors that can help with with that in mind. cuz if you if you're really bad and you can't get out of bed because of grief or you're so overwhelmed you can't get anything done, then you you need help and there's nothing wrong with asking for help.
0: Yeah. And so I mean, do you have a few more? Well,
1: I just had a few more um she, you know, she was such a good person. God, had her God wanted her to be with Him. Oh yeah. <laughs> like that is the worst thing to say,
0: especially if you tell it to like a kid.
1: Well, exactly. Yeah, like, we were
0: we were talking about this yesterday a little yes. bit because then it like the, the kid ends up could end up seeing God as like a bad guy, a bad guy. Yeah, he took my mom away.
1: Yeah, and like, why would God need you more than I? You know, than than what I need my mom or my dad. Yeah. 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 So. There's others, but like those are the I can see this, like, the that's
0: hard because the people would be saying that in like trying to help them, obviously. Of course, everybody, you know,
1: but people <laughs> like, are very like overly sensitive when there's, when they're dealing yeah, with we vulnerable And so the words that, that we use are very important. So that's why saying less is acknowledge the person and call because somebody I don't know what to say, so I'm not phoning. Just call. Oh, yeah. And because it's an uncomfortable subject. I mean, that, that's, and that's why I love what I do in that sense. And I'm comfortable talking about death because I want to share that with others.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because it's, like, it's the moments when people need somebody the most. The most. But yet... It's the hardest it's, thing to It's think. scary because it's, like, if you... you since they're so vulnerable, you don't want to say the wrong thing. So then you sometimes disengage, pull back and then don't do anything. Yes. Which is understandable because you don't want to offer more harm because right. if you say the wrong thing and they're But you know
1: what? You can never really say the wrong thing. I think being present and knowing that you care is yeah. the most important thing. But then you don't, you don't call them. And then one week, two weeks, one month, two months, three months, and then you want to reconnect again. And then it's even worse. Yeah. It's like cause you, cause you have to, the yeah, exactly. you have to <laughs> acknowledge the elephant in the room. And I also try to do that when I do a service. Um, I've worked with, you know, several families whose you know, it was a, it was a death by suicide and they wanted me to address that elephant in the room or an overdose um, because people know why they're there. And if you kind of skim over it and make light of, well, and not address it, it's like, well, this is why we're here because this, you know, tragedy and unfortunate circumstances occurred. So I, I, I address it and I always check with the family first. Do you want me to to talk about, you know, the, the cause of death. Yeah, the fact when, that he died. Yes, yes. And they always do. Yeah. And so it's taken a little bit of um, work on my part to be able to do it gently and honor the, the person who's, you know, who's passed and honor the people that are at the service and yet be there with, again, talking about hope. And I always talk about the, the way they died does not define who they were.
0: Hmm. Right. And so, yeah, those are tough situations. And I, I totally agree. I think in those moments, people want to talk about it. Yes. Yeah. But it's, it's so hard to, yes. to, to either bring it up. And somebody who's comfortable with that or knows how to do it in a way that uh, where, where people don't put their guards up uh, is so helpful. Yes. But in those kind of situations, how do you, yeah, how do you not fall into a despair and not lose hope?
1: I think every individual is different. You know what I mean? Like for yeah. some people, we all grieve differently depending on your personality type. So I know for myself, I like, I need to be able to talk things through. There would be someone who's maybe more um, introverted. They will need some time alone to process what's happened and they don't want to really converse about it. And then you'll have the person who will um, be busy. They just cover all the feelings that they're having by being super busy. Yeah. Whatever that might be.
0: I mean, some people go through their entire lives like that. Like, yeah. just the next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing. And then yeah. you don't think about like, the big questions about why am I here? What is my yeah. purpose? Yeah,
1: and the, the, the importance of, of being silent you know, for us is important as well. Yeah. Um, so that we can hear anything that God's trying to tell us. But if we're always on the right, that doesn't happen. Mm.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I guess a few things, uh, one last thing in so this is talking about okay how other people grieve when other people pass away how do we prepare well for our own death uh and and just start to think about it a little more in the right context and right way in in a hope for eternal life and have the reflection of death lead us closer towards christ and deeper in our faith rather than into like a spirit of fear or just trying to live it up you know what i mean but more of like heading us in the right direction to make better choices
1: well, I think it's it's pretty clear. For following the Ten Commandments, it's pretty clear how we should be leading our l- leading our lives, right? Yeah. And so, just, just living your life, being grateful, I think, is a huge is a huge one yeah. to to be uh, being of service, um, being of support to others that you know need it, um, genuinely caring. And listening to other people's stories, I've heard so many stories, but even the people that you see every day, listening to their stories and being supportive and encouraging can make a big, big difference. And also think about, you know, at your service, what do you want people to feel and how do you want to be, how do you want to be represented? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, they say in lots of the books that I've written about this whole subject is, you will die the way you lived, right? Right. And so, um, and that can be a whole series of things. And you might want to have a say in how, what you want your funeral service to look like. And it can be as simple as what kind of flowers do you like? Do you want to, you know, if you're going to be in a casket, do you want to be dressed in sporty clothes or do you want to be dressed in your Sunday best? And it was interesting because I had this conversation with my elderly mother and she said, I don't want anybody wearing black. I want everybody to be wearing colorful clothing because I've had a wonderful life and I don't want people to to be wearing black. And now this could be another topic, but why the different cultures and why we were black that, that comes back to, yeah. to a couple of centuries ago. So anyways, we'll go into that in, another time. But so she wants colorful, she wants colorful flowers. <laughs> um, you know, I know some people have chosen what they want served at their lunch uh, and how they really want people to rejoice the life that they have had. Yeah, because that's what it's about we're getting ready for eternity like I said at the beginning and I think that's what we have to keep the end in mind
0: yeah I think that's a good place to end because that that is that's the end to to live with that eternal perspective that's right and head in that direction well thanks so much for for
1: well thank you for having (laughs) me and it's an honor to be uh, sharing this conversation with you my dear nephew (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is pretty special
0: okay well thanks so much for listening Uh, continue glorifying God with your lives and we'll see you in the next episode peace if you would like to get some of that Momentum Mori merch uh, it will be available to the end of November so for the month of all souls as we reflect on death and pray for uh, all souls well thanks so much for listening continue to glorify God with your life and uh, striving towards heaven Rose for Christ Burning the way Living the gospel Every day We're just striving To practice dying The greatest adventure Sackville's on a mission.